0: I love having my period, said no one ever. We have a secret to share with you about a way to make that time of the month a little less painful. We love the menstrual cup from Salt Company. It's a reusable cup made of soft silicone that is worn internally like a tampon, but collects, rather than absorbs, your menstrual flow, allowing you to go 12 hours worry-free from leakage and discomfort. Use code MOMCULTURE for 15% off your purchase at saltcode.com. That's SAALT.
1: Hey, hey, mamas. This is Sarah Comers, owner of The Mom Culture, and I'm here with my good friends, Gina and Julie. And together we make up The Mom Culture Crew. We're going to chat about how we wing it and win it in motherhood while trying to raise good humans. We're going to chat with some of our favorite mamas that inspire us. So grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the chat. Hi, Mom Culture listeners. This is Sarah. I'm here with all the ladies today, and we're going to chat with our friend Suzanne. She's a seasoned mama of three. She has two in high school and one in college, and we thought it would be fun to get some tips and takes on what it's like raising teens, how she's navigated that transition, seeing her first off to college. And since I'm going to have a teen myself this summer, I can't believe it. I really want to know what's in store. I know tween life's already been kind of hard, so I know I've got a lot of fun things coming up. So let's start chatting with Suzanne. Good morning, Suzanne. Good morning. How are you?
2: I'm great. How are you?
1: Good. Thanks for coming
2: in. Thank you for having me. I'm you're, excited.
1: You're busy today. You've been chatting. She's already given a speech and everything at her kid's high school. So you're a busy little bee. Yep. Got to keep going. So I take it, up. mom life just never stops, huh? Never? Never. Never. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Okay, my husband and I have three kids. Um, Two are in high school, my boys. One is, they're all about to have birthdays. So we're going to be 15, 17, and 19. Uh, My daughter's off in college up in Washington. And yeah, I I heard you say transitioning one off to college. Yeah, it's hard to believe. It goes quick, blank, and you're going to be sitting in my seat.
1: No, I'm scared. I know Gina and I talk about this all the time. Our oldest are 12. Hers is getting ready to turn 13, and mine turns 13 in May. And we're like, what did we say the other day? We're like counting down. It's really not that much. I mean, we're not counting down to them leaving, but we're counting down going, we don't have very many years left. Mm -hmm. It's like in warp speed right now. It's just going so fast. So did it really just come a lot faster than you
2: anticipated? Way faster, way faster. If I I say probably every day, if I could just go back for a day and then all of a sudden something happens, you know, and they misstep and I'm like, oh, thank God, we're past that. (laughs)
1: It's it's hard. I look back at like the early stages and I'm sure you remember It's like, it's so hard, the newborn and even like the toddler years. But even now I'm like, if I could go back, I say it myself, if I could go back now to that I'm like, I miss those like lazy days where I never left the house. I'm like, I'm never, ever, ever at home. Are you pretty much still always on the go?
2: I am always on the go. Um, I work from home, which sometimes is a good thing. It keeps me at home. But from two o'clock on, it's off to a sporting event. It's always a sporting event because my kids are all three athletes. And it's just go, go, go. And then from the minute we get home, um, all three kids were super different. One would just get her homework done, and one I'd have to remind that there's homework, and one I have to actually sit with and say, tell me when you're done with this, and then we'll move on to the next. Uh, That (laughs) That sounds like you guys. Yeah, I was just going to say, that
1: sounds pretty much like me and and like you too,
0: Gina, right? Yeah, I think maybe it's all the same with multiple kids. They're Mm -hmm. all so different.
1: That makes me feel a little bit better to hear because I'm like,
0: why? But they are. They're all so different. They
2: are. They are. And they but and they grow different, too, because my one that's off in college just yesterday, she said, "Well, we're off to a basketball game, so I'm out of town, but I'm trying to get ahead on my homework. I'm looking ahead at what's coming up, and I'm like, "Oh, yes, it worked." She's, <laughs> she's got this." And her little brother is like, well, it's not due till Friday, but it was assigned on Wednesday. Maybe you should start it now. And he's like, no, it's not due till Friday. I can do it Friday in study hall.
3: Oh my gosh. (laughs) I I have
2: one of those. That's my middle.
1: He has homework today. We uh, homeschool on Fridays and he has homework today. And he's like, "Eh, it's not due till Tuesday. And I'm like, yeah, it's homeschool Friday. You're supposed to be doing it now. And my daughter who actually struggled the most with like education, she has ADHD. She's actually been on top of it. Her homework's done. It's color coded right now. She's on it. And then the baby is just, yeah, I have to sit there with him. So nothing's been done yet.
2: It'll come. I promise. Uh, It always seems
1: to get done, but it's funny. Their personalities are so different. So tell us about your three and how different they are.
2: Oh my gosh! Completely different. My daughter is the oldest. She's like the mother hen, and she is she's organized. She's neat. She's on top of it. She will tell you that she has to work twice as hard as all of her friends in school just to get grades that aren't even as high as her friends in school, and then. Um, my second child is the middle child, and he owns it proudly. He used that fact to win ASB vice president at school. Wow. <laughs> oh, my because. God. I love that. Yeah. No, he's <laughs> the one. He did studies on middle children and found out there's more presidents of the United States who were middle children no way. than
1: not. <laughs> OK, that really makes me feel good, because we actually call s- my middle our little JFK, because he kind of okay, looks yep. like JFK. So there we go. Maybe yep. there's hope. Maybe so Remy will run a country one Look day. at the
2: statistics. They're better <laughs> negotiators.
1: Um, he yep. will tell you yeah. that
2: um, you know, we're not the firstborn, so we don't get all the attention, and we're not the lastborn, so we're not babied. We're just lost in the middle of nowhere land. Oh, that's I know. So sad. He, he bad, but, but he's 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 good. He's good. And uh, we pay I just make sure I never lose my heartbeat with him because I worry about him getting lost in nowhere land. <laughs> and then the youngest just always lets us know where he is and what he's like. He walks into a, he, okay, he's the child. He'll learn by trying it and then saying, oh, maybe that wasn't the best idea. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, that, that's my little one too.
2: Yeah.
1: He recently decided to try to get the Nerf gun off the top of the fridge because that's where everything that gets taken away goes in our house. Yeah. That ended badly. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Why did you think you could stack two chairs to get up there? Oh, he's two like, chairs? Two chairs. Oh, no. He's like, I tried. I was like, oh my God.
3: Did he fall uh, or you caught him?
1: No, he fell, but oh. he, he landed thankfully on where our tile and our carpet border. So okay. I feel you on the the little ones. They, I think they're the ones that gray our hair. I, I don't know if that was the same for you, but I'm telling if you. If it's
2: not the little one, it's definitely one of them. Oh, oh so. yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, I've i noticed that starting to come. So I'm like, mm. I, I call it my new sparkle.
2: <laughs> I like <laughs> that. It's
1: going to little sparkle the kids gave me. <laughs> oh, so, that's great. Tell us a little bit more, like teen years. So now you're in it. You're you've got two, and you've got one that you've essentially has has gone off to college. So you've like obviously survived one teenager, right? So give us some tips. What what did you learn on this journey?
2: Thinking about this because there's so many little nuggets of, and I'll take nuggets wherever I can get them. So I've asked their teachers, I've asked other parents, and. Those learning moments come in the most unexpected ways. Uh, uh, Fourth grade, my daughter went to a friend's house. She came home, and she said, Mom, and she starts crying. I'm like, what's wrong? She made me say a bad word. And I'm like, wait a minute. She made you say a bad word? It was the SH word. And I was like, oh, honey, She's like, I'm never going back there again. I said, oh, yes, you are. And here's how you're going to handle it. There's a game going on between you and we'll call her Lily. You and Lily, all right? There's a game, and she doesn't even know you're playing. And she's going to try to make you say the word again or another word. And you are going to hold your ground going into it, knowing that you're not going to lose this game. You're going to win. And you're not going to say yes. Because in my mind, I'm thinking it's going to happen with, oh, just take a puff, or just oh, yeah. take a sip, or just let me touch you there. And I was not, I wanted her to learn how to stand her ground and come out on top. And it worked. Like, to this day, she went That's to... amazing. I, I like that advice. I know. She went to a college... And I remind her of that, like going off to dances. Remember where you stand on your morals. And only you can allow things that bad to happen to you. So, and she went off to college and... She, uh, first night they were there, she's like, mom, I don't know where the kids got beer, but they were drinking beer. And I said, did you have any? And she's like, no, I have no interest. And one of the boys said, well, how come you don't drink? And she said, honestly, I just don't find it very attractive. And, of course, he backpedaled, well, I don't really drink that much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: of course, because he found her attractive, exactly, I'm sure. Right, right. <laughs> so,
2: like, that little learning moment in fourth grade has come back time after time, year after year, and it's served her really well. And um, so not every kid's going to have that is- instance, but you find those troubling moments and you find out what you can learn from it and how you can use it. And because it's all going to it's all gonna come. It's all going to come. Um I think one of the other things that I used to think about was my middle child is so different than me. And like one is like my husband, one is like me, and one is a blend. That's just the way our family is, the way they look, the way they act, everything. Well, the one that is most like my husband, our middle child, I worry about him because he's (laughs) super sensitive. He's super nice. like He doesn't have a mean bone in his body. And then um, enter eighth grade social media. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we'll be talking about that. (sighs) Yeah, One of my friends sends me a screenshot, and she's like, did you know your son posted this? And I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, there's no way. Someone must have hacked his account, right? You're like, not my kid. Not my sweet one. So it took a whole night. Of course, I wasn't home, and I've got dad dealing with us. I'm like, just figure it out. Like, how did someone hack his account? We're just assuming our sweet child wouldn't do that. Well, long story short, he did. Um, he used inappropriate language. He was threatening. I know. Julie's wow. looking at me like I used to what? babysit
3: all three kids, and I can't even imagine. That.
2: <laughs> I, like, know. Wait, what? I know. <laughs> we couldn't imagine either. So it, it it took us from one place to another to another, and he was just very distraught over the fact that this kid provoked him to do that, and over the fact that so he was it did a, that.
3: it was a reaction to something else? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay.
2: Yes. Yep. This this kid was harassing a small kid that he was overseeing at camp and Aww. squirting him with a like a power gun, water gun. How and sad. yeah. So it was he was justified in his feelings, but not his actions. Right, right. And so long story short, it was it was we went to therapy because I don't know how to deal with a child that's angry and on social media doing this kind of thing. Of course, my first instinct is take away his phone, take away his social media. But realistically, I'd have to take his computer, his iPad, and his phone. Because now everything <laughs> it's, connects. It's, every, yeah. it's
1: everywhere. And that's the problem. It right. is everywhere. Even our
2: school gives them iPads. Yeah. and It's my, everywhere. Yeah. And my bigger concern was like, why did he do this in the first place? Yeah. Like, how do we find a different way to channel that anger? And so for us, going to a counselor and I said, can I go with you? Because like, you're really smart. I said this to my son. You're really smart in some areas. And I'm really smart in different areas, and I can learn from you, but you can learn from me too. And I just don't know how to deal with you. (laughs) But that's so sweet. I want to make sure I'm being fair and doing it in a way that's okay, because otherwise I feel like I'm the mom hammering the rules. But if a counselor tells us, no, that's a good plan, we'll know what to do. So, So that's what we did with him. And we went off and on for maybe a year, if that, for sure a summer, and then off and on just as needed. And it was the best thing ever.
1: Uh, I have to chime in. I actually just did the same thing. Uh, My middle, um, who's been my challenge too, just personality, very different, and very introvert and shy, and um, he kind of fell into the trap of uh, Fortnite, those multiplayer games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, my husband and I battled about, I was like no video games and he was like, well, that's the way the kids communicate now. And so we were having an internal battle, which wasn't helping him. And we ended up going into therapy too. And he's been in therapy for, I want to say about eight months now. And it's, night and day. It has been one of the best decisions. No one wants to say that their kid needs to go, you know, to therapy, but I, I have no problem talking about it now because I see that it had been such a great thing for him and a benefit. And we've done it together. I go in and we chat together and it's nice to have that middle person. That's kind of, you know, your mom's on to something there or, or validating his thing when maybe I'm not right. So I'm all about therapy, especially it seems the ones that, the middle they do they get a little bit lost and i think he felt like the video games were his thing because we were you know in the hustle and bustle with his sister and his brother and you know work and all of that and um it just it overcame him and he was just lost and it's taken us 8 months to find him but i think everyone here has seen a big change in him he's like he's back to his sweet little boy yeah, again yeah even
3: yesterday when you know we brought all three and i was like wow he's really back to his sweet self and it was yeah. sincere it wasn't like he was just on a good note that day it was like you could tell
2: something shifted yeah
1: no therapy has really 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 helped him
2: and I think what it does is I looked at it as putting tools in his tool belt like how because I went through a traumatic I was held up at gunpoint 25 years ago and the post-traumatic stress that came with it um, I went to counseling and the very first visit cured 80% of it because she was like oh this is totally normal and the fact that my reaction was considered normal on the spectrum, I was like, oh, good. Okay, so now how do I get rid of all these crazy thoughts I keep having? <laughs> and we did some – she gave me tools for my tool belt yeah. to deal with that. And so my experience with a brief thing in, in counseling was so good, and it gave me tools that to this day I still use. And I thought, how do I teach my children these things? Because I don't know how to get through to a kid – like somebody else does.
0: No, it's true. I love the toolbox. I was just going to say, I think it's really important um, for both of you, the way you handled it. Like you didn't just take away video games. You didn't just take away the phone. You found a way to help your kids um, figure out why they were, you know, reacting the way they were reacting or deal with their emotions. So I think that a lot of people can learn from that.
1: It's true. Uh, you know how I said
0: I wanted to talk about it
1: on our podcast. So obviously, like with you, you've you've been through so many of these things. Um, And, you know, in the podcast, I want to share that because I feel that there's shame sometimes. I know I was actually mom shamed about my kid needing therapy, but I realized that like, that's that person's hang up. It's not me. I did something proactive because that was not my child. Something was amiss. And mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you recognizing that because I
0: think it's important yeah. to recognize that. And Maybe more parents need to do that because you can't – just taking away the game or the phone isn't helping the child understand, like, why they were feeling that way or – how to react, how to have the right tools to respond to a certain situation.
1: No, I, I agree. It, it was something that was not entered in lightly. We battled. And, you know, we were battling as, as parents together, my husband and I, and not seeing eye to eye because mm-hmm. I did kind of want to take it away, but it wasn't helping. It wasn't fixing these things. And, you know, with therapy, we now have the toolbox. And we know, and it's great. He made a great breakthrough recently is he's like, I know I can't play those games. He goes, because I do, I go back to that place. And he's like, I don't like who that person was. Wow. He actually recognized it. He recognized it it because I had a conversation with him of like, you are not, you're not Remy anymore. You're not that sweet little boy. There's something, you know, this does something to you. You have a reaction, whether or not you want to admit it, everyone sees it. And he finally sees it, but it took
2: eight months of therapy. And what you're also giving him is that knowledge that it's okay to go talk to someone else when you don't, when you, when something's off. Yeah. Cause my, I always say to my son, if you need to, like with all the, The suicides you hear about, teen suicides, like i am constantly, like if I see my kids upset, I'm like, do you need to talk to me or somebody? And my my middle child knows, like, it's not a bad thing to go talk to someone if you have an issue. And
1: that's breaking down that stigma, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, like when I got shamed for it, I realized again, I of course was hurt at first, but I was like, you know what, that person clearly has some sort of a hang up. I want to advocate breaking that stigma. You know, mental health issues are real and sometimes people need tools for their toolbox that they need to get somewhere else and there's nothing wrong with it so I, I i think it's one of the best things i've done in my motherhood and the start of those teen years for me really it was like you know it was a big thing this wasn't like you know you have a boo-boo like this was something i didn't know mm-hmm. how to fix it was a really and big don't problem know where it's gonna go exactly That's the scarier part that was one of my things is like if this is how you're reacting now at 10 what's gonna happen at 16 and i even told him i said bub I go. You have a very addicted natural tendency and behavior. We're gonna have to really watch, you know, because you go all in on everything. So it worries me going into the teen years with the pressures and stuff.
2: Get him addicted to the good things. I'm trying. I'm Physical trying. Physical exercise.
1: Yeah, you know, a good he, book. You know, doesn't <laughs> like reading, but he's a great musician. So I'm really trying to advocate that we go back into music. And he likes art, so I'm I'm trying to find what makes him tick. Sports just isn't it anymore either so it was kind of sad but I realized that we were pushing that and it's not who he is so we're gonna find something for him
2: you will you will
1: I'm, I'm hopeful we'll get there so what are some other nuggets of advice you can um, give us because it seems like you've got some good ones already
2: well okay so I remember sitting with my cousin when her children were little and they came home from school and I saw how she greeted him at the door and it struck a chord with me. Like she she dropped everything and was so happy to see them and was like, hi, how was your day? I missed you. And I was like, wow, I don't know if I'm ever that happy to see anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and she's doing this every day with her children. And I was like, I gotta remember that. So I've made it a point to always be super happy to see them, drop everything. I do this with my husband too, because now when I don't, they're all like, well, what's wrong, mom? Where's right. mom? What's going on? I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, but it gets them immediately like it makes them feel good when they walk in the door. And then it also kind of lets them take a breath and exhale and tell me about their day, and I'm always asking questions about their day. In the car ride home, I would say, tell me three things about your day. And in, in the beginning, it was like, well, I had lunch with so-and-so, and I played with this person. And, and it, as they got older, those conversations started changing. And um, it was interesting to me to hear about their day because I would hear something, and my reaction would not necessarily be their reaction. So I learned to ask them, like, well, how did that make you feel because sometimes things that I would think were horrible, they were fine with. And things that bothered them, I didn't see a problem with. So there was this big disconnect. I'm like, okay, I'm not a ten year old. I can't assume to know how they feel. So one of the huge things I learned, and I think the therapist also drove this home with me, was, you know, validate their feelings. Like whatever they're feeling is okay, It's what you're going to do next with those feelings.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, the validating. I think that a lot of people forget that their feelings, you know, the mind doesn't fully mature, what, till 25, they say. So Mm -hmm. these feelings, like if you think about when you experience your first breakup or, you know, heartache and those things, you felt like the world was ending, right? So our little people, they feel these things and they're so horrible to them. And we're just like, well, it's not that bad, but... I have had to change my mindset, too, to realize that that friend not talking to them is the end of the world to them. Right. The person that said something not so nice is hurting them deeply. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest things, too, is that conversation with them and and validating
2: their their day. And I think with them, too, it was that like with my PTSD therapy, knowing that what they're feeling is okay solves 80 percent of it. And then... Giving them I, I used to tell my daughter, Well, here's what I would do and I would see her eyes roll. <laughs> so I learned Oh that yeah, the eye I roll. Would, I would learn to say, <laughs> Here's what I would do. And it may not be what you would do, but maybe it'll give you some ideas of something you could do. Cause I need That's you nice. to handle yeah. it in Devin's <laughs> way. And to this day, she um, in fact I asked her, I said, before I came here, I said, Tell me something that I did that daddy and I did right as parents. Oh, she's, I love I'm that. Cold. And she said, "Dad always telling us never to give up on our dreams, and you always being there to give the best advice." Oh my gosh! So she appreciated it. So she appreciated it. All those eye rolls.
1: There's there's hope, Gina. That the girls are gonna appreciate us. Just keep talking to them. Keep
2: talking to them. I
1: I think your (laughs) girls are. And I know Lily appreciates me, and she tells me. But I'm like, sometimes I know the eye roll is real. I'm like, I can feel like you daggers. I'm like, your eyes are like lasers on me kind oh, of trading yeah. my yeah, soul, but they're listening. Oh, yeah. They're listening. They do. It's funny. I just went to a parent teacher conference and my daughter again has ADHD. And so, you know, we've done some therapy and, you know, we've given her a toolbox as we call it too. And one of my things for her is to stay in your lane, right? Because she tends to get kind of caught up in other people's things and then she loses focus and it's hard when she's struggling with studies. But the teacher said, um, I want you to look at this, her goals for the rest of this year. And he's like, look at this top one. He goes, she listens to you. One of her goals was to stay on track and stay in my lane and stay out of drama. And I was like, I almost cried in the parentage. Word for word. Word for word. That's so cute. And I was like, she does listen to me. I, I, I was like, yay. It's not falling on deaf ears. You do hear
2: me. So I I love that.
1: I love that your daughter said that. I know, me too. Like, did you have a moment?
2: Did you get teary-eyed? Well, it just came in like as I was driving here, so I was like, "Oh, so here's my moment."
1: So sweet. So, any other like little tidbits you think on teens, or like anything else that we should look for? I think you know. I want to say, Gina and I, I feel like are really good on the communication. I know. I think we're nailing that. What do you think, Jules? I'm I'm even curious. Like, how do you handle the driving aspect? Because I remember when I first started
3: driving, driving, I love you, mom, but I could not learn to drive with her. She was so anxious. And I think because she cared so much, right? Like, oh, you know, you're not breaking soon enough or whatever. And whereas my dad is just mellow yellow. And he's like, yeah, this is how you parallel park. And you know, this is what you do here. And this is what this means. And all those sorts of things. So how did you navigate that? Yeah. I
1: want to know, because my kids actually, my middle asked for a DMV handbook already, because he is like counting (laughs) down. He's got a calendar to how many (laughs) months and years till he drives. And I'm thinking, oh my God, oh my God, they're going to be driving. It's really only, yeah, five Four more for oh, him, huh? Please don't say that, Julie. <laughs> Come on. And we already I'm told sorry. Lily she's driving the minivan, and she's like, I'm not driving that ugly oh, thing. And I said, God. honey, you want to drive? That's what you're driving. It's paid for. There you go. <laughs> there you so, go. so, how is driving?
2: Okay it's stressful.
1: Does it ever go away? No.
2: Okay. No, because <laughs> doesn't your mom still say to you, drive carefully. Um, don't park to, you know, park in a safe spot. My, my, Be careful. my husband I'm does. Like, it's never <laughs> going to end. Like my mom's 85 and she still worries about me driving and parking in parking lots. It just really never Cute. ends. <laughs> I know. So yeah, no, that's a lifetime thing. That's going to continue. My, my daughter, my oldest did not actually want to drive. And I said, I need you to be able to drive in case of an emergency. You don't have to drive once you get your license, but I want you to just get your license. And, of course, the minute she got her license and drove for the first time, she's like, oh, this is fun. Bye. (laughs) You never saw her again. But she was scared. And you spend, like, six months of driving just with them. And they do get lessons from professionals along the way. But that six months was rough. So for her, she was a little timid. I had to be very encouraging. And I was like, oh, you're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great. And I just constantly praised everything she did and emphasized the good. My son is a little different story. And <laughs> I still tried to bite my tongue. But every once in a while, I'd be like, stop, slow down, stop, stop, I'll break now. <laughs> no!
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, worried about the boys. I'm <laughs> I, I I'm so worried about my boys because my daughter's kind of very cautious. And she's already like tends to have anxiety. I wonder if it's a male female thing. I wonder, or is or it if it's first birth, I wonder if yeah. it's birth order because your daughter's your oldest and my daughter and so and I'm seeing or hearing similarities here. So it makes me feel Not, a and I bit.
2: think she mine just didn't want to grow up too fast because she knew once she drove she'd be driving and she was afraid I was gonna make her drive her brothers everywhere and that she'd yeah. have to drive <laughs> her friends everywhere and
1: Yeah, she Lily's just already wanted said
2: that. to. Yep. Yeah, so, she's like, I'm
1: not taking them. I'm not. I'm not going to oh. drive. And I was like, No, no, no. You start driving. It's going to be There's plenty of room in yeah. the minivan. <laughs> That's what I told her. You're going to have the minivan. You're going to be doing the sports drop off. And she's like, No, they smell, and I'm all, You'll get over it. I have.
2: You no, know, my my son is a little different, and it was very stressful. And um, yeah, you you'll just find a way. I don't I don't even know what to tell you. There's probably some prescription drugs you can. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I
1: think my anxiety is going to seriously peak at that point the the worst part
2: is like that first time they pull out the driveway and like you're you lose a little piece of you so just I'll tell you that right now
1: oh my gosh well speaking of losing a little piece of you now that you have one that's off to college and you're you're getting closer to the boys are you like how is empty nesting looking for you because I've already told my husband and he laughs at me I'm like I'm gonna be a horrid empty nester because all, I mean, I've given them every ounce right. of my being. Right. I cannot imagine the day that I come home and there's no one there. So how does that shift look for you? Not to get, I don't want you to get emotional. I see you tearing a little bit. Well, but I mean, it's got to be hard.
2: It is. It is. I love, like, there's nothing to prepare you for dropping off your kid at college. Like nothing, nothing. It's, it's horrible. I still c- ball like a baby when she pulls out Aww. to go back after coming home. And... But I, luckily, we have that relationship. She calls me all the time. She'll Facetime me, walk into class. She'll text me. So I, I don't know if she's homesick and not admitting it, or just or what it is. But we have a great relationship, so we stay in touch. But it's yeah. As I as it whittles down, I've I've realized like I'll never have my second child alone. Like I had her when she was a baby alone, and I'll have my youngest alone for two years of high school. But my middle child again lost in the shuffle. So I'm really trying to carve time with him now while he's still around, and yeah, no, it's hard. So, yeah, yeah, can't I can't have lots even. Lots of like, pets. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've thought, I've thought about it. I mean, there's one aspect that I'm like, well, I'll be able to do all these things, but that I, I just will lose the identity that has been my identity for so long, and I think that goes for all of us. Gina and I talk about it all the time, mm-hmm. like. they're going to go one day and I don't, like, who are we going to be, Gina, when they leave us? I mean, we are, like, Gina and I are like the uber moms. Who are we going to be, Gina?
0: I think we're going to be okay. I do. (laughs) I think in some sense, you know, you grow up as they grow up. So when they're babies, you're, you know, you're in it 100%. You're doing everything for them. And then they get a little bit older. Oh, they can shower by themselves. Oh, that's nice. Oh, they can make themselves some food. And then I think it's just slowly but surely they become independent and I think that when it
2: happens you're ready.
0: You're ready to let go. Well, I
2: have to admit, I'm pretty exhausted.
1: <laughs> so, so that doesn't so, change either, audience. Yeah. Sorry. We're just going to be I exhausted know. forever.
2: I know. I know. It, what? It started in pregnancy and it just carries on. But um no, and my husband and I talk about it like we're planning a big vacation that September that our youngest goes off to college and we're trying to make sure that we do date nights because we don't want, like we've seen so many people, their kids go off and then you're left with your husband and you're like, who are you and do I even like you anymore? <laughs> do I even know who you are? <laughs> so we're making sure that we still like each other and we've got things to do. And I sometimes fantasize about the dinners. We can, like we can have just fish and rice for dinner and be totally happy. You can't do that with children.
1: See, that's a nugget right there. I didn't even think about that. Is like continuing like to date your husband. Right. So when you're empty nesters, you don't like, who the heck are you? And right. do I want to hang out with you? Yes. I love
2: that. Yeah. I, I didn't even know that was a nugget. That,
1: no, that's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a nugget right there.
3: Truth bomb. Truth bomb. Uh, I love yay. it. That's a
1: total nugget. So, um, I mean, obviously it stays hard. So we've established that we're exhausted. It doesn't get any easier. It just changes. So as far as your yourself, like as a person, um, do you chisel out time for yourself now outside of motherhood because you have a little more freedom?
2: I don't feel like I'm quite there yet. You're not there yet. No. Like I've got one that's coming up on college applications pretty soon and he needs to take the tests like the SATs and the ACTs oh and is he prepared? No. And <laughs> his grades and there's just, you're still in it. So and you're still in it. Yep. I'm still in it. And I love it. I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything because now you're communicating with them at a different level and they're having to see a bigger picture of life and you're there to, to help with that. Which So it's fun. It's a different kind of exhaustion and stress, but it's it's fun. But
1: still no, no more time for yourself, really.
2: Not yet. No. No, but you know, I say that, but I see a lot of moms that do you make that time for themselves? Yeah,
1: I'm like, I look at those moms and I mean, like, I admire them, but I'm like, I'm, I'm not there yet. I still can't figure out how to get a yoga class in. I'm like, because there's always 10 other things I can do. And most of them revolve around the kids still, right. or the laundry or the dishes or something needs to be done. So right. I'm still trying to figure out how to chisel a little bit of me time.
2: Housekeeper is a good plan.
1: I actually, you know, that's how I started my business, right? No. So, well, two things. I I was kind of lost at the time, so I started it based out of just wanting a passion again and missing being creative, but I also wanted my housekeeper back cuz I had baby number 3. And my husband's like, "Well, yeah, if you want the housekeeper back, I I had done hair before, so I made a little bit of passive income here and there." And he was like, "Well, you got to do something to earn that housekeeper." So, insert we structured that turned into mom culture and that's kind of how I started. I want a housekeeper back because I do advocate <laughs> if you can figure out a way to do it, right? It helps
2: tremendously.
1: It and it, it's a blessing not everyone can afford and I totally get that. But yes. if you can, ladies, housekeeper and paper plates are life.
2: Yes. No, and like it's not to say my children still know how to do laundry. They they all do their own laundry and they know how to clean a toilet, but I have help every now and then cuz it's just too much no
1: it's especially with three it's a it's a lot and boys oh my god they're so dirty (laughs) they are I mean my daughter is messy but the boys are just if I have to clean pee off a floor one more time please tell me that ends please do they name better
2: no Okay, I actually want to know that. I was like, I know that's terrible, but please tell me that part of it gets better with boys, but it doesn't?
1: No. Damn it. Oh, no. Man. And no. I tried to
2: train them to sit, but that doesn't work either. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I did that for a hot minute, and my husband's like, why is Fletcher sitting to pee? And I was like, well, because it's easier. And he's like, yeah, no.
2: Well, and we live kind of in the country, so my youngest will come home and hop out of the car and pee out the side of the driveway. Oh, no, my he thought not. No. Oh, my gosh, Sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah, if you're listening, Mom, I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> Boys, that is not a good idea.
2: Well, you need to live like in a rural area. You can't do it with your neighbors in your <laughs> track house.
1: Good, good to know. So one other thing I wanted to ask you about dating. So what, tell me for someone, I mean, obviously I admire you as a mom. So dating, how did you like navigate that? And what were some ground rules? Because I, yeah, I've kind of got this like mindset that 16 is kind of like the baseline for, you know, relationships, but I'm like hearing some things to in middle school. way
2: younger. Yeah. Mine didn't, but that's not to say that all of her friends didn't. Oh yeah, no, we're so, hearing some things in
1: middle school and mama's not happy.
2: No, no.
1: So, so tell me what dating, if you don't mind.
2: Well, for, I, and I think that's different for everybody. So there's no, there's, I'll tell you our to story, but their it's own. probably not even going to be close to yours. But the first crush she had really only spoke to her by texting. And I'm like, well, what do you talk about? She's like, we don't really talk. And I'm like, okay, that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, that ended before it even started. And then the next one turned into a boyfriend, and they were on FaceTime all the time, like to the point where I was like, well, this is good. They're talking, actually using words with each other, but I would go in her room when she's doing homework, and there's her iPad with him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hi. <laughs> so my rules were like her bedroom door had to be open at all times. And um, one rule that I tried, but it it just wasn't feasible once they get older in high school. But a lot of my friends did this. They said, if you're going to be texting with a boy, there has to be a third person on the text. Because, oh, that's
1: interesting. I like because that. they're yeah. not
2: going to say the things they would say in a text alone. Um, and then, of course, I totally monitored her phone. Yeah, which actually
1: no, I I do want to ask you about that. So don't let me forget.
2: No, some I did, some I didn't. I when she earned my trust, then I gave her more freedom. But you know, as long as she was keeping up with her grades, she was working hard at her sport. She was doing what she needed to around the house. Um, I said, if you want this guy to be your boyfriend, you just need to, and you want us to be like really supportive, you need to bring him by, bring him around, have, I want him to sit at the dinner table with us, I want him to come over and spend, spend time here, and I think the girl moms feel that a lot stronger than the boy moms, because now I've got a boy who's got a girlfriend, and his girlfriend's mom is like, I want them here, I want them here, so the moms kind of want to get a feel for like, who is this guy, and what is what are his intentions? And you can't say that to a sixteen year old.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's hard. My sister is starting to navigate the dating world with her sixteen year old stepdaughter, and she's been asking me questions. And I'm like, Ugh. I I mean, I, I, I don't have any advice yet. But she's like, I don't remember you being like that at that age. And I'm like, no, because mom didn't allow it. Like, there was no canoodling in front of my mother. I mean, like we did old fashioned parking. Sorry if. <laughs> whoever I parked with, here's this, but like, that's what we did. We did not canoodle around my mother. Cause you just didn't do that. So my right. sister's like, I-, I don't know. I'm like uneasy, And I hate to say it. We were actually kind of like not trash talking, but talking about this boy and not the nicest way. Like just like not liking certain ways about him and things. And I realized in that split moment, Oh my God. I'm going to have the boy that some mom and her sister are talking about someday canoodling with their daughter and I was like oh my god it's a weird perspective to be because I'm like you I have both I have a daughter and I've got two sons and Gina has two girls and a boy and yeah we're gonna be on both sides of the fence
2: my husband would always tell my daughter um boys are like roosters (laughs) (laughs) carry on yeah (laughs) this is is pg right (laughs) (laughs) because we have chickens and one rooster and that one rooster is busy all day long and yeah he and he's just chasing the girl chickens around so he always would say boys are like roosters but um with the boys we and and the girls like she they they all got this from us and from our school like Boys, these girls are like your sisters. Treat them with respect. Like, don't do anything to them that you wouldn't want someone doing to your sister. Like, I love that. You you show up with, um, like, they, my son just went to a dance, and he took flowers for his date and her mother. And Aww, I was like, so sweet. was Why that something you? you told him to do, no. or he wanted to? he wanted Aww. to. Because they decided not to do the corsages. So yes. he, he got flowers for her and her mom. And I'm like, okay, good job. Like, we're trying to instill those like classic Midwestern old-fashioned values in them, like respect, respect, respect. And you can talk about it to your blue in the face, but you don't know what they're doing when they're alone. No, I... I, But no, but I think it's um, my... Son is looking at his girlfriend is like, oh, my gosh, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. She's Aww. awesome. And I need to treat her the way and he knows between his sister and I how a girl wants to be treated, to be
1: treated. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I, I know my daughter does listen, um, you know, when I talk about gentlemen and the difference between the rooster boys and, you know, a true gentleman. She actually told me recently we've got a great family at our charter school. And she goes, Mom, I get what you mean about marriage material. Like, good guys. She goes, Jack. Jack's like marriage material he's a good good guy yeah and I I actually went and grabbed the mom and I said okay she's gonna kill me for telling you this but I want you to know my daughter I think gave your son like the ultimate compliment she said Jack is marriage material and she goes he's good at school to the girls and I said yes he's so good he's a gentleman and he dresses nice and he's respectful and so at least at least I know she is seeing that and you know she hopefully will find a guy who treats someone
2: you know Right. Like that. Well, my daughter's first boyfriend um, turned out to to be a rooster, actually. And she, you know, went through this horrible heartbreak of a boyfriend cheating on her. And now she's off in college. And she's got lots of boys, quote unquote, talking to her. Like they all want to date her because she doesn't want to date any of them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And her reason, I said, well, do you like any of them? She's like, some of them are really nice, but I just don't feel like I know them well enough yet and it's been a semester and she's like i just don't know what kind of person they are so i'm kind of holding back she said i'll go to coffee i'll study with them we'll go to lunch together that's but so i'm not going to that's really mature she's 18 19 is she, really she's, oh, child, is she? <laughs> she's 18 almost 19 oh my gosh that's amazing i know, I know. so you know so again those rough lessons that yeah. you know that horrible thing that she went through turned out to make her smarter she like you teach them to learn from those lessons. That,
1: that's another really good, good nugget. How did you survive that? Because I think I would have like, I don't know, I'm a little bit crazy. I think I might've like slashed that boy's Your tires long or beach something. would have come out. My, my, my mama hood would have come out a little bit. I, I think about that. And then like heartbreak, the first heartbreak is going to be so much. Oh, yeah. I like,
2: stopped following him on social media, and that probably killed him. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> she's into that.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. No, like, that had to have just been, like, did you, I mean, let her cry it out and do the girl stuff? Yeah, like- well, she
2: actually didn't tell me until she was almost past it because she had some people that she could confide in. Like, there's a teacher at her school that she's really close with that helped her through, I think, the initial. And when she finally told me, it was, like, maybe two weeks later, and... She was fine with it Um, in moments. There was moments of not fine, but she was, for the most part, through the worst part of it. And then she ended up telling one of our cousins. And the cousin called me and literally said, Suzanne, you cannot let her even think about going back with him. And she started going off on how like she needs to teach this boy a lesson he can't treat women this way if he let if she lets him get away with it and goes back with him then he'll do it to the next girl and the next girl and she's worth way more than that and her whole woman's you know came through like I said stop stop right there you need to call Devin and tell her this because I'm her mom and I can drill all these things into her but I also have to be there like what if they do get back together, I want to know, like I want to be someone that she can come to and talk to, not that she's going to hide it from because she thinks I hate him. Mm-hmm. So she did that with her. And it was really nice to have somebody else to be able to hammer these important things that you as a mom sometimes have to take a deep breath and just let it, let oh, her feel it, let that's her gonna go be through hard. it, support her, but...
1: I'll let my sister do the crazy then. There you go. Or Gina. Gina, no. you can do the crazy for me, and I'll do the crazy for you. OK, deal. All right, deal. There you <laughs> go.
2: Well, and that brings me to another nugget that I thought of was, like, from the time she was in grade school, she had this very best friend, and this best friend started being really mean to her. But her best friend's mom and I were best friends. So we were like, oh, this is great. And her mom said, if she's ever being a pistol, you let me know. So, of course, I let her know. Totally backfired. Because mom went to her daughter and said, you can't do that to Devin. And then the daughter turned to Devin and said, I can't believe you told your mom because she told my mom. And now I'm grounded and in trouble. And I was like, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, oh, gosh. And so that, like, literally ended my friendship with the mom. It ended the friendship with Devin and her friend. And Devin was always afraid to tell me things because – so I had to make it really clear to her. And I do this with my boys, too. I'm like – you're my number one you're my ride or die like there's nothing you can't tell me I will never put a friendship of mine over my relationship with you if I have to lose a friend because you're going to tell me something I'll I will keep that secret I will never divulge it I will do it do what I have to do to earn your trust so
1: um right before we wrap it up you had one more nugget you wanted to share um, so what's that one? Yeah,
2: no, my son came home the other day like teary eyed because he thought he had done something so horrible. My junior, and he's like, "I just have to tell you, mom." And it was something so minor in my mind, but to him, it was a big deal. And his, I said, "Well, thank you for telling me." And he always, and then he said to me, "Well, mom, you've always said you want to be that parent that when something good happens, we can't wait to tell you, and when something bad happens, you're the first one we call." And Aww. I know like he does. He's like, I don't want to hide it from you because eventually you'll find out. And it would be bad if I didn't tell you. How sweet. Like, but like that was so telling to me. I'm like, oh, she he listens too. like we you want to be that mom when something bad happens, like they come to you and not try to hide it from you.
1: I I love that. I tell my kids if you're doing something or something has happened that you don't feel good about, you feel shame, chances are you probably shouldn't be doing it and you can always tell me anything and... Thank
2: God that. Yeah. Well, that puts pressure on you then to handle it right
1: too. I know. Well, you know, I'm winging it. I try to handle it the best that I can, but you've clearly done something right because it sounds like you've raised three amazing
2: humans. Well, I think they are, but you know, it's, there's no manual. Like, No,
1: that's what we say all the time. There's no, they don't come with a rule book. And you know, when you have multiples, like we all do, they're all so different. And that's the thing. Even if there was a manual, chances are there's a chapter that doesn't apply to one of my kids right like it doesn't fit it's not a one-size-fits-all job Mm. it really isn't and each personality comes with new challenges right
2: right yeah and i told them that i had santa claus's phone number because they give it out in the hospital but that's no longer working (laughs) yeah i'm
1: basically almost done i think gina and i this we agreed this is probably like our last year where santa's a threat right yeah, I think we're almost done. We're, it's we're, it's we're right. almost done. I mean, I'm hanging on by a thread. I have basically threatened the older two. <laughs> you will get nothing. You will get nothing. He still believes. You will get nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> but I seriously, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you and, for having me. I mean, clearly you have some major nuggets and some wisdom. So in closing, we like to ask our guest a couple little questions. So you ready? You're in the hot seat okay. a little bit more. Okay, scared. <laughs> so tell us something surprising about you. It can be anything.
2: Surprising. Well, how about that? Yeah, I, I raise chickens and I have three dogs and one of them is a livestock guardian that weighs about 150 pounds. OK, that is surprising. And you need Giant. to meet our
1: friend Crystal because she also raises chickens and she's actually working on a children's book about one of her chickens. <laughs>
2: I love it so, she, awesome. she's a
1: total chicken mom you guys need to hang out she yeah. has like a chandelier and a mirror for her fancy chickens oh my gosh <laughs> I love
2: that that's awesome all
1: right so this is one of my favorite questions if you could give a piece of advice to your fellow mama kind what would that be what's your top mom advice you know
2: I used to write it on a sticky note and put it on my wall and it just said be patient
1: oh now that's a good one excellent so, yeah, patience is something we're all struggling to, to have a little bit more of. Yeah, because,
2: uh, I mean, screaming and yelling doesn't work. You need to just be patient, take a deep breath, and then move forward.
1: So do you find patience is something that you, as you've gotten more seasoned in your motherhood, that you've gained more of?
2: Um, yes, See you guys, there's
1: hope. We can find patience. We just got to stick to this gig a little bit longer.
2: (laughs) But I do still have the sticky note on my wall.
1: And apparently let's all write a sticky note as a reminder. I love that last nugget. Thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. I'm going to make you come back. We're going to chat some more. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for listening, you. you guys.